You're listening to The Big Show on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Oh, good morning. Wow. Hey, thanks for coming. Appreciate you being here today. Sportsnet 960. This is The Big Show with Russick and Rose. He's still away. He being George Russick. So it's Maddie Rose, Peter Klein. Hi, Pete. Hello. It's Maddie Rose, Peter Klein, and Patty Dumas. Hi, Patty. Hi, Maddie. And it's Maddie Rose, Peter Klein, Patty Dumas, GVP. Hi, Hi, Maddie. Hi, GVP. The whole crew's here, bright eyed and bushy tailed. Oh, so wide awake. Oh, boy. It's going to be a fun one. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, we had sports yesterday, so yes. we stayed up late, Yeah, and it was strictly just to watch the Blue Jays. <laughs> no, it no. wasn't. No. I got home just in time for the Blue Jays to completely dismantle themselves. Shout out Santiago Espinal. Yeah, that be. was high-level play. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it looked like my softball team. Most of us are playing for the first year, but that's fine. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, Nothing that type of play about. wouldn't have been good in the baseball I was watching last night in Okotoks. <laughs> and they're a few levels behind, so yeah. that was uh, that was a thing. They sure are. Hey, how was your night? You were down in the Tokes? Yeah. Down in Smoke Tokes? <laughs> it was an unbelievable ball game. Who, um, who was playing yesterday? It, it was, was uh, Dogs and Gulls again. Oh, yeah. Middle game of their oh, yeah, three-game series that went from... Mungo series. Series that goes from Sylvan Lake to Okotoks, now back to, back to Sylvan Lake tonight. As most do. Yes. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, just nice... It's easy travel, too. Buses are yeah. fun to be on three days in a row. So, 9-8, how'd the game go? Tell me everything. Oh, it was so... I, I don't want to ruin the, 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 the thing with the report and all that stuff, but... Uh, yeah, we don't want to ruin the morning report. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it was a really good game. Well, it doesn't have the music, so I know it's not going to be at the same level as the morning report, <laughs> so you can just do your best, and we'll see what we can do. Yeah, no, it was it was a fantastic game. A little long. What a little yeah. yeah, we got had an umpire that uh, was effective in pissing off both sides last night. Oh, so that's always fun. You know you've done a, a, a very high-quality job when you have to tell both benches, hey, enough! Enough! <laughs> Which was an actual thing. It was the third when he did it to Sylvan Lake. Takes a step from behind, puts the hand out, like, enough! And then it, to the, about the seventh inning, had to do the same thing on the dog side. That's the best thing. Because that, that, enough is like, that's almost like an admission of guilt. Yeah. It's like, I get it. I get it. Look, Listen. I'm doing the best I can. Yeah. <laughs> I, I understand. We can't go back in time. Yeah. I can't do anything else for you now. I can't give you a blatant... Call because I blew it earlier. Right. That's enough. Yeah. And you're not making it any better. You're you're worsening my mood significantly. Oh, that's good. Oh boy. Well, I don't know what the rules are. Yeah, are we allowed to talk oh, about it? Oh, you can talk about it. You just can't play it? highlights of it. <laughs> well, Jays are down one or uh Jays are down, <laughs> Jays are down one nothing. <laughs> Real early yeah. start in LA. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 504 first pick. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, Canada is playing Ireland and um free kick or corner kick. Oh, yeah, the, what is this? Oh, I'm, oh, oh, just went in. Oh, just bent that Olympico. thing in from the corner. Olympico. Oh, are you joking me? Olympico. Oh, oh. oh gross. Oh, that's that an amazing goal. Oh, that's Did unfortunate. Did it go off Sheridan's hand? Did it go uh, off? I don't know. I think it did. I don't think it mattered. Oh, no, oh it is posting in. What a goal! What? Are you kidding me? Okay, oh. you have no idea how many times I've tried to do that on, on that FIFA. one. Yeah, nice dude. That's oh. good because they're yeah. island. Yeah, yeah, yeah real yeah, tidy yeah. work. So Canada's <laughs> down four minutes into the contest. Out in are they in New Zealand or Australia? Uh, they are in uh, Perth, Australia. Perth, Perth, Perth. The Irish um, coach, she's hard. Yeah, Perth Howe, she's she's hard. Yeah, she does not look very stoked yeah, she, that they yeah they're, they're out to an early. Yeah, you can see the the emotion <laughs> she, on her face. Yeah, she she looks yes. like she she had a play drawn up there and they did not execute it. <laughs> That's what that face says to me. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll uh, uh, rough start. Canada. We'll try and keep yeah. you updated as best we can. Given uh, this is one of those things like the Olympics where. You be awfully careful with what you put on the air with this tournament yeah. because they will come oh, we to got the your email. home and they will accost you like 
the CRA trying to get your money. By yeah. the way, I had a long phone call. Never mind. I don't <laughs> see an accountant today. It's fine. Um, but yeah, Okotoks was good. Yeah, right on. <laughs> Big win. They yeah. did get the win. They did get the win. Yeah, they were trailing most of the game. It was like three to one, and then three three, and then five to three, and then five five, and seven five. Was there any fun promotion yesterday? It was Christmas in July. Ooh. Oh, so Santa Claus was. <laughs> oh, there. I guess it's July twenty fifth. What is that? What What did that entail? Um, uh, some Christmas music being played. Uh, really? Diggity was in a. Do you have Mariah Carey's? Uh, there was no Mariah Carey. Wow. No, nor was there. How do you um, do Christmas without Mariah? Nor was there uh, any Michael Buble. We, we, wow. we wow. some deep cuts, deep Christmas cuts out there. For <laughs> well, it's summertime. <laughs> Christmas it in up. July. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Michael Buble and Mariah Carey are still hibernating. So did you get some gifts? Did you I did get not. Some I stocking got, stuffers. Uh, some people did. I did not. Uh, mm. I got a high five from a dog mascot dressed as an elf. So what's, I mean, what's that's his name out there? Diggity. 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 Diggity Dog. That's a good name. Yeah. Diggity that's celebrating his uh, birthday soon. Oh. So. Uh, well, how old? Uh, 17. Oh. So dog in, years in dog or... years, it's like 100 or something. Wow. He's having a good <laughs> run. Yeah, he looks great for 100. Yeah. Like <laughs> most really dogs good. at 100 are like He's not shaky. And, no. Yeah, no. You got to. Kind of pick them up. You don't take have to clean, clean the yeah. gunk out of the yeah. eyes. Yeah. No, he, he, um, they do a, a, a race with Diggity and a couple of kids, and he is like undefeated it's this killed. year. So he, he's still doing <laughs> oh, great. Good. Yeah. The, at at Peters, they do the world's fastest cow against like legit male athletes, typically. Yeah. Uh, like um, university athletes or something yeah. like no, that. Well, or, or they're usually just pull uh, some dude out of the crowd who thinks true. that he can that he can go head yeah. to head with like a track star from the UFC, and they always get smoked. No. This is different. Yeah, no, this is Diggity uh, out racing a couple eight year olds out on the uh, out on the field between innings. So, um, <laughs> if you're ever feeling down and you want to burn a solid 15, 20 minutes, just quick YouTube search and you can go watch the uh, the NFL ma- or no, it's not even the NFL. I think it's the NFL mascots that do the mascots versus children. Oh, game. the games yeah. at halftime. Yeah, yeah, but they invite the other local mascots. mascots. Yeah, they invite mascots from everywhere and. Yeah. The mascots take it extremely seriously. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so incredible. <laughs> like, they all look like Ray Lewis coming out of the tunnel with, like, a whole dance and the whole nine yards. And then they are aggressive with these children. Yes. To the point that I don't know if I'd want my kid playing in one of the... I wouldn't put my kid in football. By all means, have at her, kid. You're fine. Yeah. But... There's the one video hurdling a kid. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hurdling, yeah. like, the most aggressive stiff arms and, like waiting for kids to come just to get in range so they can ejecto seat that hand right <laughs> yeah. under their forehead. Yeah. Go, go, gadget. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and they're obviously huge and they're in gear and they can still dance. There's always the one dude who has like the belly like gritty. And you're yeah. like, you can't be gyrating your belly like that. It uses it as a weapon. Children. It's, yeah. it's unseemly, frankly. Yeah, there's a few of them where it's like, you need to sit them down. Are you? Okay. <laughs> like, are things fine at home? Yeah. Do we? Yeah. Do, do we need to talk to someone? Do like that underlying check. issues here. The, any, yeah. You do that anywhere else. That's assault. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why you think that was okay to it's do. Because we can't see your face. Yeah. yeah. Multiple crimes here. Actually. Yeah. It's not but... cute because you're in an eagle costume. <laughs> like. Uh, <laughs> Alas. Yeah. So none of that. No stiff arms for the no children. No stiff arms. Just no. Runs? No. He he just beats them in a foot race legitimately. Did he uh, have his Santa gear on for yesterday? Uh, it was an elf costume. Okay. Yeah. But there was a, a, a fellow dressed up as Santa. You mean Santa, oh, Santa was, was there? there. Yeah, Santa you mean was there. Santa was there. Yeah. Um, and they could. Uh, there were. Uh, there was a spot where you could send your your notes to the, the North Pole. So yeah, there was a, a lot a lot of fun to be had. Just a little. Mid-season check-in on Mr. Claus. Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, just like—is that like preempting the list, or just like, hey, I just, I just don't know where I'm at. I just want to check my tally on if I'm right. good or if I'm naughty or nice right now. Yeah, like, like, do I have to, do I have to set my game yeah. up here, or what's can, the back kinda, half of the year look like for me if I really want management? the new Xbox? Yeah, can we yeah. do some load management on the nice? I feel like <laughs> I'm an adult. I need to stiff arm some kids. So I just yeah. want to know where I'm at right now. <laughs> But yeah, it was a great game. Uh, dogs kept coming back, and then in the end, they get a, a walk-off hit in the uh, the ninth inning. Well, at least someone had a fun walk-off hit yesterday. Yeah. Oh. Jimmy Outman did. Womp womp. Unfortunate. <laughs> I was uh, <laughs> out in the mountains yesterday. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mr. Wills took me out to Kananaskis. Oh, that's nice. Ooh. Nice little round out there at uh, Mount Kidd. Always beautiful. Even though um, we had a little bit of rain. A little bit of wind right as we started, Oh, but the day pulled through, Good. and uh, I'm happy to report that a uh, 5.06 tee time, you can still get in 18 holes. 
at this time of year. Oh, that's nice. Yes, that's very nice. That's and I think the two or three groups after us probably could have gotten 18 in as well. Huh. It gets a little chilly, yeah. believe it or not. Oh, yeah, mountain golf. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely not a, a day to forget my sweater at home no. doing laundry before uh, taking out the, the, the clubs for the round. Um, but nevertheless, always nice to get out to Kananaskis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you haven't and you live here, you are doing yourself a severe disservice Yeah, because it is beautiful. Every time you go out there, it's like, man, this is like... 45 minutes from our house. It's yeah. It's like just this uh, unbel- one of the, the nicest places on earth. Yep. Just here. Without a doubt. And if you're an Alberta resident, the rates are extremely good. Yeah. And uh, it's not that tough of a course. I think anybody can go out and play it. Families all the time. A lot of fun. So uh, cheers to the guys out of Canada. They keep doing a great job. Lots of summer still to go uh, as far as getting out there. Um, I did want to ask you something else that I was thinking about. A little bit earlier on today. You know, Patrice Bergeron retired yesterday. What? Yeah, so we're going to get into that a little bit later on. We actually have a great show coming up. Mm-hmm. We'll get into a couple things. Uh, Steve Conroy is going to join us from the Boston Herald. Yes. He's been with the Boston Herald since 2001, oh. uh, covering the Bruins since then. Uh, Patrice Bergeron was a second-round pick in 2003. We all know that 2003 draft very well. <laughs> um, we will ask him, what was the state of the Bruins? When he was brought into the organization, what were the expectations for this guy? When did he start exceeding expectations? What is his lore going to be like in a very storied franchise? Because these are all questions that are relevant when you talk about a guy like Patrice Bergeron, who plays 19 seasons in the NHL and does so at an extremely high level. Like One of the things you were mentioning um, earlier today when we were just chatting about the show was... You didn't have Milan Lucic being in the league when longer than right. Patrice Bergeron on your bingo card. Yeah, just kind of assumed like it, I I would have lost that bet. Would have lost a lot yeah. of money assuming that, and that um, Bergeron would outlast Lucic. And that's no slight to Milan Lucic, but you just look at the like when Milan Lucic was at his best, he was twenty five goals. He was a fearsome yeah. player. Like the, and that that style of play doesn't age well. You know, no. like that. It, it, it's it's hard to do that. He's still in the league as a serviceable fourth liner. Yeah, but the level of play that we saw at his peak is completely different from what he's doing now. Yes, Patrice Bergeron did not dip very far below the career average, <laughs> even in a bad season, and. Last season wasn't a bad season. This is the guy who won the Selkie last year and is now hanging them up. It's unbelievable what he did, and we're going to yeah. get into that a little bit later on, too. But, yeah, like, you, you think, oh, well, this guy's peak was whatever. Like, I, I'm sure we could do a deep dive and find where there was a peak and where it maybe fell a little bit. But it just kind of feels like it just went up and then just stayed there for about 18 and a half years, and that was it. Like, it just so consistent, so reliable. Every line he was on was one of the best lines in the National Hockey League, and... To to do that on a, a marquee franchise, like it's just it it probably shouldn't be, but it feels different. It would feel different if he did this for Columbus, you know. But it's yep. it's the Bruins and it's Boston and it's the, everything that goes along with this Bruins mystique, like you said earlier. And now he is a a big part of that, and probably the the face of this era of Boston Bruins hockey. How long until they raise thirty seven up? It should be this year, right? Like, <laughs> like just right away. Like even Something. Jerome, even Jerome wasn't right away, right? Like yeah, it, it it was like a year or so, I think. It should, as, it wasn't the same season, was it? You're, it's probably too late to no. I think he uh, uh, retired. Promotional in, calendar and all that stuff. But yeah, you, it, too, it took like yeah, two years for Iggy to get yeah. retired. Yeah, we all knew yeah. it was going to happen. I mean, but sticking it, ten it, for Kiprasov, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. I, don't, I don't know where, what to say about that, but just happy that it's going to happen. Yeah, um, above everything else. But I was thinking about Patrice Bergeron. I was thinking about the NHL because it's been relatively quiet. Um, one of the things that you do continue to see every once in a while is rumors about Eric Carlson. Mm-hmm. So I have a question for you. Okay, what's more exciting at this point right now, Eric Carlson trade rumors or Shark Week? which is currently on the go in Discovery right now. Um, You could say almost anything and Shark Week, and the answer is Shark Week. I love Shark Week. Now, has it made me a little bit sketchy about going into the ocean? Sure. Yeah. But uh, I feel like that's a healthy respect, not a fear. (laughs) I'm not a baby in any way, shape, or form. No. Um, But no. Do you have to see the bottom of the water to... 
to go in? Like, what's your level of I will be in the water and be comfortable? Yeah, uh, seeing the bottom is uh, is pretty important. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, definitely that one. For like sure. we we were in Italy and we did some boat tour type of stuff and we went Ooh. in the water and all that. Just, yeah, very fancy. <laughs> and we went in the water and there were certain points where I was like, I'm just uneasy. We're a little far from shore, yeah. close to the boat, but um, I don't know if you've seen the news lately, but lately some of the bigger beasts of water aren't afraid of boats anymore. Right. If you're following the whole Orca saga, yeah, where they're uh, just attacking rudders all over the globe and stranding boats left, right, and center. So that yeah. was on my mind. They they do one of the shows that I watched on Shark Week. They had like a, a helicopter overhead, and yes. you can see like the it is even like for where the kids are just like waiting in. There's a shark like eight feet away. I was like, well, this is a core memory now. That's uh, that's not going to be forgotten for the rest of my life. Yeah, it was like ninety percent of the time that you're out in like anything relatively deep, there is a shark within like earshot type of thing. Like it's it's not that you would be able to see it from the surface because we're a fraction. Of the light when we get below the surface of the water. You can't mm-hmm. see that well. But they're out there. Yeah. How about Shark Week's uh, programming for tonight? Uh, you got Air Jaws, The Final Frontier. Oh, okay. Obviously. The Air Jaws one. videos of it doing the, the, the breach thing. Like, just yeah. unbelievable. Shark filmmakers hunt for Air Jaws in New Zealand's hidden launch pad. <laughs> they're looking to seek the second breaching Great White. Oh. So that's going to be pretty sweet. After that, Florida shark, blood in the water. Blood in the water. Blood in the water. Uh, They're going to find out uh, why there's so many shark attacks down in Florida. That one seems like it's going to be right up your alley. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's the people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, why is the shark attacking? I don't know. They're probably provoked. (laughs) (laughs) The man swimming around with stakes in his pocket was attacked by sharks. Oh, he's just just making fun of the shark. Yeah. He's gonna do a shark documentary. <laughs> Blood in the water. Colon. They deserved it. They the deserved shark attacks it. <laughs> from the shark's point of view. <laughs> yeah. As a journalist, you gotta tell it from both sides. You sit down yeah. with the sharks, and, and then talking. finally, the piece de resistance: <laughs> cocaine sharks. Oh no! Oh yeah, that's For- also a Miami one. Funny enough. <laughs> For decades, rumors of cocaine-fueled sharks have been whispered throughout the fishing community. Oh, my God. Shark expert Tom Hurd travels to the Florida Keys. They, uh, yeah. They, yeah, they Stunned. Go. Yeah. Bingo. <laughs> to investigate what happens when the sharks come in contact with the most notorious drug on the planet. And they have this picture of this shark just chomping <laughs> on a key. Huge. <laughs> it looks like a pillow cushion, but I assume it is not filled with feathers. No. Um, so I ask you this What's more exciting, <laughs> Shark Week or Eric Carlson? Rumors, yeah, Shark Week, hundred mm. percent. And I, I appreciate what, that there has to be like a, a documentary aspect to it and learning. You could do, hey, here's three hours of sharks killing stuff, and got me. Yeah. Fine, I don't need a documentary on. Oh, we're filmmakers looking to find. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Give me like just a highlight reel of this thing, like yeah. just annihilating things with uh, a little bit of like lo-fi house in the background, yeah. or or like some uh, generic rock music. Right, a couple dun 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 yeah. dun dun. Yeah, seal explodes into the air. Back when we uh, were in university, we had one song. That was a bed that we used for almost every commercial that we had to make. Because you had to make commercials all the time when we were in university. Yeah. And uh, you had your your library of music that you were allowed to use. And the one that we always used was Accelerator. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it was this fast-paced rock bed. And it was also good because it was right at the very top of the list. So you never <laughs> had to go too far. Right, alphabetically, it is right there. Yeah, you would get through like three or four songs, and you're like, oh, yeah, Accelerator. Obviously, we're going with this again. Yeah. And that is the type of music that you would need for just a Shark Week montage. Just yeah. constant, nonstop letterbox. Yeah, 100%. And I... I I think we can expand this. Like, I think you could do Lion Week. I think we could oh. also have Safari <laughs> hey, Week. Yeah, here's a lion going out. Oh, killed another thing. Oh, On to the week. next thing. Also, killed that thing. Yeah. Like, just just keep showing that. You know what? With drones, you could oh, do yeah. that pretty easily. Oh, totally. You wouldn't you could. disrupt the process very much. No. Nope. You just get to watch. And that would be, I think that's what we all want. Yeah. Yeah, again, like, 
don't try to fool me with this, oh, we're learning, it's a documentary thing. No, 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 no. Show me what I want to see. This thing, ruining stuff. Yeah, ripping stuff to shreds, yeah. 100%. Hmm. Well, we're looking forward to, um, I guess, more so Shark Week than uh, um, Eric Carlson trade rumors. Is that the Canadian keeper? Yeah. Who's currently down? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Mm. Well, that's oh, good. Just getting a little work. It's fine. Just getting a little work. A little cramping, probably, in the calf, you would hope. Looks like she's going to stay in. We're now 21 minutes in. We're into the 22nd minute now. Yeah, still uh, 1-0. Unfortunate. After that ridiculous goal yeah. to start our program. Bill. Um, hey, uh, here's the show today. We mentioned Steve Conroy. We're going to be talking Patrice Bergeron and the Boston Bruins. That's going to be just after 8 o'clock to kick off hour number three. Dave Dickinson is going to join us at 7.30. And Patty mentioned it yesterday on the show. Mm-hmm. We had played the clip last couple days. Dave Dickinson's post-game scrum um, was not very happy after the loss. and You know, just needed to be better. And if these guys aren't going to do it, then we'll find other guys to do it. And nobody who played in the game got cut or anything like that. But the team did go out and make mm-hmm. some additions. Uh, Jagger Davis, mm-hmm. longtime defensive end in the CFL, returning to Calgary. Um, went to Calgary, went to Hamilton, played in Toronto as well, mm-hmm. and uh, got acquired for a, uh, a mid-round pick yesterday mm-hmm. for the Stampeders. A um, couple things here. I don't know about you, Patty, but as soon as I saw that, I went, "Oh, sweet, Jagarit's back." Yeah. But also, what does this mean for James Vaughn? No, I was like, it was like, oh yeah, yeah, this guy. Oh, they're injured. They're yeah. injured. And James Vaughn's has been great. You know, he had a slow couple first games getting back acclimated to the CFL type game, but he's been solid as that whole D line has come along the last few weeks. Uh, it's gonna hurt. You know, James Vaughn's was an impact player on this team, but you know, Jagarit Davis was. Uh, a guy, you know, maybe fell out of favor here in Hamilton over the last couple of weeks. He was a healthy scratch in week seven. Uh, a guy familiar with the city. I think he's familiar with the team. Dave knows him. Uh, the coaches know him. I think he can he can slot in well here. So hopefully Vaughters isn't too, too long. You see him back at some point this year. Uh, but you when you go out and get a, you're making a trade here in end of July, you, you know something's up when you got some depth issues because Adiemi Berglund went down as well. Yeah. Uh, they they added a guy in the practice squad, mm-hmm. uh, an American guy as well. So uh, there is some uh, issues, obviously, with the injuries. Yeah, not that the acquisition cost was all that high. No, sixth-rounder. Sixth-round pick is whatever. Yeah. But th- this does not give you a whole lot of optimism that we'll be mm-hmm. seeing Mr. Vodders at any point again in the 2023 season. Yeah, yeah. and the biggest thing for me there is just the money, right? Yeah. Like I know Jagarit Davis, like you mentioned, he was a scratch, but this is a guy who's had some very, very good seasons mm-hmm. in the CFL, an mm-hmm. all-star level of player that, you know, he's he's probably on a pretty decent contract with the yeah. CFL. We don't know what that is, but the CFL does have a salary cap. And, uh, well, you know, Three Down Nation had his contract here. Uh, he got a $15,000 signing bonus this past year to rejoin the Ticats and is due 132500 in hard money with a maximum of 173000 yeah. So yeah, you don't just casually have that under the salary cap. Yeah. Like no, and, and the Stampeders typically don't. They like to leave themselves a little wiggle mm-hmm. room for like that end of uh, the NFL training camp window type of deal. Yeah, but for the most part, uh, it's pretty limited in that sense. So that's kind of my thought on it. Like, ideally, you'd like to see him, him being James Vodder's return soon because I thought he was just starting to get his legs under him. But the way that he kind of ran directly to the locker room on that second last play of the game um, in overtime mm-hmm. um, didn't look good. Yeah, there's not a lot of signs for optimism. You know, like <laughs> no. the, you, it was just, it was we're, just we're so quick. It was just so quick. He was on the ground and then up and booking it on his own. No trainer with him. Just ran right to the locker room. Yeah, which makes me think like hopefully it's not like a an arm or a yeah. chest or something like that, right? Um, but you never know. We'll find out a little bit more today. Um, but Jagarit Davis is into the fold. The other thing here for the Stampeders is they signed Brad Muhammad. Mm-hmm. Who's Brought him back. been with the organization before. He's played a lot of the field halfback position. Um, it has felt like the secondary has needed maybe a little bit of a, mm-hmm. an adjustment. Um, Brandon Dozier going down ahead of last game and, you know, wasn't outstanding in the game prior against Saskatchewan. And then you also had... Um, Natrell Jamerson kind of mm-hmm. having a, a tougher go in this most recent game with uh, 
Ottawa coming to town. So I'm not surprised that they went out and got someone that knows the secondary yeah. and has played in the CFL and, and has a little bit of cachet as well. Brad Muhammad's a solid player and, and knows it, knows the system and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it kind of speaks to the situation that the Stampeders are in right now, where you're coming off of a game where a quarterback in his second game ever uh, only had six incompletions against you the entire time while beating yeah. you in overtime. Um, and so to go out and not just like random dudes off of the street, but like you guys have said, people who are familiar with the system, familiar mm-hmm. w- with what's going on um, and familiar with the team. Th- those are guys who are going to be able to make a bit of an impact right away. And the the, the situation kind of calls for impacts right away. Not, oh, yeah, w- when you figure it out, we'll, we'll get to you. This is kind of a, hey, let's get this thing sorted uh, yesterday if we could. Yeah. And then the other guy they signed was uh, Alex Changham who is a defensive lineman, uh, went to college in Colorado, attended training camp with the BC Lions, and uh, yeah, now a member of the Calgary Stampeders going to start out on the practice roster, but uh, another defensive lineman added into the fold here. Uh, Dave Dickinson will join us at 7.30. We'll talk about that. We'll ask him about James Vodder's injury as well, even though uh, I know the coach doesn't love to talk injuries, but this one feels kind of... Um, at the forefront yeah. right now. Uh, Steve Conroy mentioned it already. We're going to talk Bruins at 8 o'clock with him from the Boston Herald. And then at 8.30, I'm quite excited for Rob Wilson to join us. He is the executive vice president, uh, or pardon me, senior vice president of player relations and competition for Slam Ball. It's a heck of a title. Down in Las Vegas. Yeah, it's uh, nothing to sneeze at for sure. Um, we're going to ask him about uh, the rebirth of the league coming back for the first time in 20 years, uh, what it took, why Vegas is a great spot and what's it going to take to get this thing shown up again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we are, we are thrilled that it is back. Can we please, please, please watch it. Yes. That's, that's going to be the basis of that conversation. Yeah. Uh, and then plus, we're going to go play slam ball after. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll see. Impossible <laughs> flames trivia is also back for another Wednesday for friends at VK Bruco. And uh, I've put it together today. So it's going to be maybe better, maybe worse than what George typically does. Kind of depends on how you feel about George. We'll see. And how uh, you feel about me. We'll run at 845. Does that work for you? Yeah, it sounds great okay. for me. Yeah, right after Slam Ball Chat. Right after Slam Ball. We're gonna have, you guys are going to have to be on your toes today. It's going to have limited time. It's going to be about 45 to 55. We'll get it done, though. Uh, we will take a break. To close out the hour, it's the morning report. Are you ready, sir? I'm ready. Okay. We'll take a break. And around the corner, uh, Patty Dumas has the morning report for you right here. Sports at 960 The Fan. You're listening to The Big Show on the official home of your Calgary Flames. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Who would you rather fight? (laughs) Welcome back to the program. Big Show arose in Klein this week. Featuring... Patty Dumas, our producer and GVP, our uh, our technical director. GVP's feeling Jack ninety six nine tonight. Today, yeah. he has been music. for like the last yeah. five days. I've been in. <laughs> I said Friday bangers only, and nothing was from this decade. <laughs> I love you know? it. I love I, it. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> no, but I was I like, like the tunes are all right. No, the tunes were fine, but it was it was just not what I was expecting when George is away and. We can maybe get a little bit of a youthful spin. I don't know. Look, g- give me a list then. Give <laughs> me list. George is ancient. He's so <laughs> old. So old. Words hurt sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> God, do I kind of miss him? Weird. I haven't done a show with him for like three weeks. Uh, I'll be here before you know it. Four weeks. I don't. I don't know. And I you won't physically see him for another month and change. Stop <laughs> spoiling the secret. This is, you're not allowed to do that. Okay. Also, I didn't know that was an option. If I knew yeah. I could do that, see? I, I, oh, now I, everybody's going to do I would, it. I would just opening the door. I'd wake up at five fifty-five and just roll over to well, the laptop. We don't all have two addresses in two different <laughs> provinces. <laughs> Yeah, you can barely afford one. Must exactly. Be, yeah. <laughs> must be nice, huh? Yeah, it must be nice. Must be nice. <laughs> Miss you, George. Uh, welcome back to the program. We have a great show for you. We're in the middle of hour one, but hour two is going to have Dave Dickinson. We're going to talk yep. some CFL. Looking forward to that. Uh, Steve Conroy is going to join us to talk a little bit about Patrice Bergeron. Uh, hanging him up after 19 seasons. Uh, that's going to be just after 8 o'clock. We're talking to Slamball, uh, one of the guys behind Slamball. 
His name wow. is Rob Wilson. He's actually Canadian. He is in the University of Toronto Hall of Fame. I got to fact check that, but he is in one of our the uh, Eastern Universities Hall of Fames. Uh, so we're going to uh, chat with him a little bit about uh, how he came to be a part of this extremely exciting product. Uh, that's going to be at 8.30. And we got Impossible Flames trivia all at 8.45. Busy day. It's a busy one uh, for these days in these summers. But Jams. first, oh. it's time for the Morning Report. Patty Dumont brings it to you. And the Morning Report, as always, is brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Blue. Matty Rose. No, this is Patrick. Yeah, we'll start off with some baseball. Blue Jays playing game two of three in Dodgerland, looking to win a third in a row. Uh, Chris Bassett getting the start up against Jose Urias. Beautiful jersey matchup as well. Jays baby blues and the Dodgers in their blue Los Dodgers unis. Yeah. Uh, Class United at Chavez Ravine. No George Springer in the lineup, uh, at least to start. As he gets some rest uh, going after going 0 for 6 last night and getting the Boo Birds thrown at him. Uh, so Jordan Luplo getting the start in right. Also, why do the Dodgers not like George Springer? I wonder why. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> He's such a good blue He's Jay. such a nice guy. Uh, also, uh, Bobachette back in the lineup as well. Top one, Jays get on the board first thanks to Brandon Belt's RBI sack fly uh, to make it one nothing. Dodgers half of the inning, uh, they would erase that lead in a hurry thanks to Freddie Freeman's 21st big fly of the season. And it's 1-1. Bottom I believe a Canadian would do his dirty right, like that. Right, right. Uh, bottom three, uh, like I said, Bo Bichette back in the lineup. And that break, a uh, little break, is, uh, it seemed to do him well. Urias, the pitch. And Bichette powers the ball to left field. Going back, Peralta. It's out of here. Two-run home run, Bo Bichette. The Blue Jays back on top, 3-1. to one. Bo's 17th. Uh, scores him and Kiermaier. Toronto goes up 3-1 after three innings of play. The starter, Chris Bassett, he was solid going five innings. Wish he could have gone a little longer, but he was over 100 pitches already. Uh, struck out six. Uh, Genesis Cabrera would come in and get two scoreless innings. Genesis. Genesis. Not Genesis. Genesis. He's not Han- He's not Hyundai Genesis. I was excited for it. Genesis. It's not. Yeah, I was oh. listening on the radio yesterday. Genesis. On the radio. Genesis. Uh, yeah, he was good for uh, second straight action. He would go scoreless for two innings. Uh, skip ahead to the bottom of the eighth uh, with Jays holding on to a 3-2 lead. Alejandro Kirk looking to add to it. 1-2. Kirk hits a ground ball past the sliding third baseman, Muncy. Down the left field line. Chapman around second. Now around third. Gets the way to the plate. The relay is late. RBI double Alejandro Kirk. It's 4-2 Blue Jays. Yeah, Jays double up their lead. Uh, ball sneaks by Max Muncy, gets all the way down to the left field corner. Chapman scores. Uh, and boy, are you glad the Jays did double their lead because next half inning, J.D. Martinez unloads on a Tim Meza offering. Mm. And through eight, the Dodgers trailed four to three. Jays half of the ninth now after Springer, Vlad, and Chapman all get on base. Uh, a Jay that's been arguably the most clutch uh, with a chance to blow this one wide open. Jansen smokes the ball to left, sends Taylor back. It's over his head, and it one hops to the wall. Taylor fumbling with it in the corner. Springer scores. Guerrero scores. Here comes Chapman. A bases clearing double for Danny Jansen. It's 7-3 Toronto. Yeah, Danny Jansen's pitch hit comes up big with his 42nd, 43rd, and 44th RBIs, which actually puts him third on the team. Uh, despite being 10th in, in at-bats. Man, he has been... You need a big hit and a big moment. Yeah. You go to your catcher. All season long. All season long. Vlad, no. No. Well, no. George Springer, yeah, right. Yeah. Danny Jansen. Even at the beginning of the year, if you would have said, yeah, one of the Jays' catchers is going to be huge, like, yeah, Kirk's going to be better. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. <laughs> right? And it go, go back to no. last year, Danny Jansen was a, was a guy that came through big for the Jays uh, when he needed it. I uh, remember the home run against Boston at Fenway was big. Uh, yeah, so Danny Jansen blows this one wide open. Danny was dancing. Danny was dancing. Uh, seven four, uh, or rather seven three. There. Uh, now uh, back to the Dodgers. Uh, Eric Swanson gets in on this one. He's uh, with runners on first and second. He serves one up to Mookie Betts, who gets a single. Uh, then would walk Mac- Max Muncy to load the bases, and then the next at bat, absolute chaos. The pitch. Taylor shoots it off the dive of Guerrero's glove. 1-1 will score. 
Second one coming to the plate. We're tied. Throwback to second. And Muncy slides back in. Sing. Yeah. Oof. Right off of Guerrero's glove. Goes to Espinal. Espinal bobbles it. Messes the whole thing up. Dodgers tie it. Uh, and the Jays blow a lead for a fifth consecutive game. He bobbled it. And then he would just wasn't aware of the throw to home. Yeah. yeah and he was just, just standing there. Lazy yeah. and late. And then he yeah. spiked it into the dirt. Yeah. Uh, we'll have more on uh, the defensive exploits later on with John Schneider. Uh, where are we here? Oh, look. It's Mitch. by four. Yeah, we are by yeah. four. Um, yeah. So uh, Jays blow a lead for a fifth consecutive game. They can't get anything over in their half of the 10th as Kevin Kiermaier was thrown out at home. Uh, by Mookie Betts. By a lot. Yeah, by a like, lot. It, it, was a, yeah. it, like, it, it should have been by a lot. It was a close play, but the catcher had time to run into his dugout, change his equipment, come back and tag him. <laughs> oh, so of course, in the bottom half, things wouldn't go great. Oh, look, it's Mitch White. Oh. Alex DeJesus back. 1 1. Lifted to center field. Kiermeyer going back. Leaps at the wall. And he kept it in play. But that will win the ball game. Taylor comes around to score as James Outman walks it off for the Dodgers in 10. Yeah, you got Randy Newman playing in the background there. Jimmy Outman with the double. Uh, looked like a home run. Doesn't matter. Jays lose 8 7. Some defensive miscues crept back into their game late. Uh, here's the manager uh, following this one. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's it's like two it's two weird plays. You know, you feel really good with those guys in the infield. Um, you know, it's you're talking about a platinum clover with a bad hop to chap. You know, that just uh, you know that kind of sucks. And, and you know, weird play. You know, kind of a swibber on a slider um, off Taylor. But you know, we we take pride in those things. And um, I think when you're playing a really good team, you know, it gets a little bit magnified. But um, kind of outlier plays, I think, for us. Yeah, I mean, it was just it's just. They just happen back to back, and it's just that's what really messes it up. And you had a seven-four lead, seven-three lead, I should say. But yeah, it's not great. They've all eight-seven. Uh, they'll wrap up this thing today. You say Kikuchi up against Tony Gonsolin. Two ten first pitch. We'll have for you right here on the station. Anybody else just turn it off as soon as they saw it was Mitch White in the bottom yeah. of the tenth? I I don't know like all the trades the Blue Jays have to make, but one of them has to erase the sentence. Here comes Mitch White in the tenth against the Dodgers. <laughs> that that's... that that needs to not happen anymore. So whatever deal you have to make, so that that's not a thing that I have to see in a tie game. Right. Yeah, I'm sure Mitch White didn't get the same uh, admiration from the Dodger faithful as uh, Hyunjin Ryu did yeah. before that one. No. Um, yeah, there was a lot of wait. We had this guy. <laughs> we had this guy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the Dodgers win this one 8 Ooh, I seven. remember him. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> uh, play of the night last night came in Beantown uh, with Atlanta taking on the Red Sox. Shallow right center, long run, but Michael gets there. Throwing back to first, may have a play. Double him off, it may be a triple play. It is unbelievable just how they drew it up. Yeah, just how they drew it up. An 8-3-5 triple play started as wow. Michael Harris <laughs> caught a shallow fly from Tristan Cases, threw it over to uh, threw it over to Matt Olson at first, who caught a sleeping Adam Duvall, and then Olson whips it over to Austin Riley, who tags out Masataka Yoshida. That's the first 8-3-5 triple play since 1884, <laughs> when the Boston Bean Eaters, who actually became the Braves, did it to the Providence Grays. Red Sox ended up winning the game, however. Uh, five one. The big Providence Grays guy. Big Providence. Oh, Grays I was guy. a huge bean eater. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fan. Sorry. <laughs> uh, we'll take a look at the AL East and wild card standings after Tuesday. Orioles. Uh, they lost uh, to Philadelphia yesterday, so they uh, maintained their game and a half lead over the over the Rays. Rays were winners. Uh, they extended that lead to five and a half over the Blue Jays. Uh, Jays hold a two and a half lead over the Red Sox and a three and a half over the Yankees. And in the wild card, they still trail the Astros by two games. Yeah, nothing to worry about. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, fine. Yeah, totally okay. It's Clean not like the sailing. Yankees are going to get healthier at some point here. Mm. Nothing to worry about. Yeah. Nope. No. Feeling uh, safe. <laughs> yeah, something's got to get added here. Something's got to. I mean, but like I said, yesterday, they have the best American League record in the last 50 games. So it's just, it's funny with the way the Jays lose. They lose funny. And then when they win, it's like, do they get the same respect as they do? when they win like i yeah. do have to remind myself you of know? that like th this is it's it's frustrating and last night was like just drive you to drink Dodgers are a great team but, but i mean yeah yeah but this is still a very good baseball team that is playing very good it's just when they lose 
it feels like they, they shouldn't. Like, yeah. it's, it is because of the expectations that these ones feel so heartbreaking. And so I have to remind myself to have some fun with one of the best Blue Jays teams I've seen in my life because <laughs> there was a while there where it really sucked. It, it yeah, really sucked fair. for yeah. a long time. This is time. not Otis Nixon and Orlando Merced. This is a, this is a pretty good ball club. Uh, NHL uh, news from yesterday. Retirement news. Uh, it was expected, but one of the modern greats of the game, Patrice Bergeron, calling it quits after 19 seasons in the NHL, all with the Boston Bruins, that saw him win an NHL record six Selkie trophies and one Stanley Cup back in 2011. 1,294 games played, 1,040 1, points, uh, soon to be enshrined in the halls in Toronto and have that number 37 raised to the rafters at TD Garden. Uh, his full statement is up on the Bruins' website. Uh, and a couple uh, players, Bruins players that played with uh, Bergeron, David Krejci, and Brad Marchand with some words. The Krejci piece is a little long, but I urge you to check it out over on the Bruins Twitter. Uh, but here's some words from uh, Brad Marchand. Going to miss it every day, but, uh, you know, I, I know that uh, what we had was, was pretty special. And, um, you know, we're just really looking forward to seeing what the next chapter is going to be in, in your uh, life. And, um, you know, can't wait to see the kids grow up and, uh, you know everything they're gonna accomplish so again man um uh, thank you for everything uh i love you and uh gonna miss you yeah a little emotional there from brad Marsh. yeah, yeah. David, choked up at the end yeah and same with david krejci as well yeah. krejci's bit is almost a minute long that he talks about and he gets oh, a little can't fit that, can't fit that right in on. there but yeah just just fit uh, go check that out later on uh bergeron will speak to the media at 9 30 we'll probably play a little bit of that at the front end of it for you in big show hour four we'll have steve conroy from the boston herald join us in the 8 a.m hour uh, to discuss Bergeron, and but mainly discuss what's next for the bees. And yeah, if, right. Uh, and what yeah. if uh, if Elias Lindholm is a viable option? For well, and you know, I'm listening to Brad Marchand there, and I'm like, yeah, that's very good and very nice and all that. But who's going to be your center man, yeah. bro? Right. Yeah, Charlie Coyle <laughs> doesn't <laughs> really seem. Good. Is that yeah. what your beak? <laughs> right. That doesn't really seem like the fit there. No. So that will uh, keep an ear to the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, CFL News uh, had a feeling Tuesday could have been the day they made some player movement with this group, and uh, they did. It was almost uh, more than I expected. It was a lot. Uh, Dave Dickinson was working the phone hard yesterday, acquiring an old friend and defensive lineman, Ja'Gary Davis, from the Hamilton Tiger Cats in exchange for a 2024 sixth-round pick. Davis spent time in Calgary between 2016 and 2018, of course, winning the Grey Cup in that 2018 year before leaving to sign with the Ticats. Last year, he was with the Argos uh, before heading back. Uh, to Hamilton this past offseason. Obviously, there's some concern uh, surrounding James Vodders and Isaac Adiemi Berglund as both left Sunday's game uh, with undisclosed injuries. So great to see Davis back in Calgary. Uh, he's actually played in the last six Grey Cups. Uh, so that's a pretty yeah, neat stat. Ridiculous? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> he's two and he's two and four in them, but yeah, he's played in the last six Grey Cups. Uh, the Stamps were also busy uh, bringing back DB Brad Muhammad, who was released during camp, then picked up by the Bombers, but he was cut last week. Uh, the club also announced the signing of defensive lineman Alex Shangham. Uh, spent some time with the BC Lions as well. Uh, the Seahawks practice squad a couple years back. Sam's back at practice today as they get ready for their week eight opponent, the Montreal Alouettes. Is there anything better than a press release from a team about a player and the general manager head coach is always quoted as being like, he is a good player and we are happy now. <laughs> yeah. We are excited to bring Jagarid back, said Stampeders GM and head coach Dave Dickinson. He is an impact player who has enjoyed a lot of success throughout his career, including the three seasons he spent in Calgary. Yeah, it's going to be big. I mean, that's exactly right. It's very, yeah. it's very. Yeah, really glad that we yeah, we had we that one. To hear that. It's one of those things at this point where I'm like, do we need to? Do we need the coaches quote? The GM quote all the time yeah, he's a great in these guy. press releases. Yeah. No, that can that cannot happen. We're, we're we are assuming we, the fact that you brought him in. You're like. You know what, man? Like, I, I didn't want to, but we needed a guy, yeah. so I just, like... That's the quote I want to yeah, see. I just, like, spun a wheel. I was like, ah, oh, whatever. Ja'Gare yeah. Davis. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Uh, Dan Evans is also going to get the start for the Lions on, uh, on Saturday against the Elks. Uh, Vernon Adams was limited in practice, dealing with that knee injury, suffered against Saskatchewan. Uh, isn't thought to be long-term. Maddie, have you made a decision on your Week 8 quarterback? No. It's going to be Dane Evans. I Probably, because yeah. John Bender option. texted me, and he was like, I heard you want Dustin Crum. I was listening to the show. Yeah, you got Crum. And I was like, yeah, I'd like Dustin Crum. What would you like back? And he said, I'll get back to you. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> like, he's got what, a, what is this? For the scouting department. Yeah, he's like, I got I to shop an offer. Yeah, like, I got to work what? the analytics. What are you doing? You. Give me an offer. Give me the player or don't. I know you're going to listen to this. Look fine, but need Give to me see the, the player or don't. Oy. 
Uh, to or also the, just go with Dane Evans and just yeah, bite just, the bullet. And, just bite it. Man, did you see him do the little kick-up move last week? No. He fell over and he did like the oh, ninja, the up. like the kick-up. Yeah, yeah, in his full gear. Okay. I'm Good like, oh, who is this Dane Evans? And then he didn't throw like a million picks, which was also cool to see. But I'd prefer Dustin Crumbender. So if you could give me like a decent deal, that'd be sweet. <laughs> uh, to the NFL, big payday for one of the AFC's young stars, a quarterback. Uh, the Chargers have extended Justin Herbert on a five-year deal worth $262.5 million, $218.7 million in total guarantees. So Herbert becomes uh, the highest paid quarterback in the league, highest paid player in the league too. Obviously, uh, surpassing Jalen Hurts and Jamar, uh, Jamar, Lamar Jackson's 260 and 255. Jamar Laxon. Uh, Jamar, Jamar Laxon. <laughs> That's a good name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> $260 and $255 million, respectively. Herbert's AAV is actually $500,000 more than Jackson's. Uh, that AAV being $52.5 million. Uh, now that pressure is on for a quarterback who's yet to win much of anything in this league. And Joe Burrow is seeing them zeros build as he's probably the next quarterback in line for a raise. Uh, yeah. Got to try and win before they pay him. You know, George always says. Yeah, but you yeah. know, exactly. That's what I mean. The, after it's like after Herbert, it's Burrow and Trevor Lawrence. Well, I've seen more about Joe Burrow. Well, you got to win this year. Well, that, yeah, I don't really care about the Chargers. I'm, I'm just saying in general, like with the quarterbacks, like after that, everybody's been paid. Oh, yeah. Everybody's been paid after Burrow and Lawrence get and then theirs. Then you start getting into the next group. You get to Justin the, Fields and the those type of Yeah, guys. like the, these the young group, and it's like, wow. And I was also looking like the NFC quarterback list. Terrible. Woof. Yeah. After Jalen Hurts, <laughs> who's the second best quarterback in the NFC? Oh. Um, Is it Kirk Cousins? Is it Jared Goff? Is it, it Dak be, Prescott? Honestly, it might be Jared Goff. It might be Jared Goff. <laughs> Woof. Is it, <laughs> like, Derek Carr's the top three quarterback in this conference now. Right? Right? Dak yeah. Prescott, yeah. Is it, like... J- Justin Fields is up there, but he's not there. Uh, Daniel Jones? Uh, Whatever is left of Matthew Stafford. Whatever's ugh. left of Matt Stafford. Yeah, like, this is a big old yuck. We don't know what Jordan Love is. is we someone- don't know what Bryce Young is. Like... <laughs> Like that that was why it was so interesting that Aaron Rodgers decided, like, yeah, the Jets is where I need yeah. to go. Like, yeah. you know, you're the third best quarterback in your division. <laughs> and like you would be the second best quarterback in the conference here. Yeah, wild. I don't, wild. Um uh, Did you see Justin Fields doesn't want to be part of quarterback for season two? <laughs> oh. He said he said I politely declined. Uh, I would like to because he's a, he's a vegan. He's he's really he's, oh. he has he's, he has an alternative lifestyle. He's a, he's actually a pretty interesting cat. So that's too bad. He said, "You guys don't get to see how alternative I really am." Right? Huh. Who's on your uh, your wish list? And you have to do you have to do it the same way they did this season: a superstar, a mid level quarterback, and someone that is trying to keep and stay in the league. Eating, yeah, sure. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. All right, uh, superstar. Like, I get we're going to get a lot of them on hard knocks. Aaron Rodgers is too weird to not just follow along. Like, there'd be some... It would be high comedy to cut to a thing and it's just like, oh, yeah, here's Aaron Rodgers still in his darkness retreat. And it's just 35 seconds of black on the screen. Like, All right, moving <laughs> on from that. Yeah. Allen or Burrow would be cool, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, Lamar Jackson, I think, would be kind of interesting. Lamar would be interesting. Seems uh, like especially with all the contract on. stuff. Yeah. You could just watch Kyler Murray play video games for 18 hours in a day. Now, does he fit into the trying to keep his career alive category, or is that more of a Kirk Cousins category? I don't think he's that upper echelon anymore. No, no I think he'd be in the Kirk Cousins category. Uh, he's probably, yeah, like, yeah, he's just like, category. yeah, the guy's on the next level yeah. down. And then what, like a Ryan Tannehill? Um, Tannehill? Like, I don't know. Is even, Matt Ryan still in the league? I do not. No, he's so. not going to be oh, actually commentating this, this year. This one's obvious. It's Baker Mayfield. Oh yes, oh. Baker's actually on Twitter. Baker yeah. was actually getting thrown around as possible. Yeah, it's Baker. That's the, a good one. I see how he lives. Also, even doing this. He was also good on uh, on the Browns' hard knocks. Right. So uh, yes, uh, yeah, he feels like a guy who's comfortable in front of a camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would invite that in. I think. Pretty, yeah. Yeah. Herbert wasn't the only uh, name getting paid yesterday. Cowboys and their ball hawk corner, Trevon Diggs, agreed to a five-year, $97 million extension, 42.3 of which is guaranteed. The deal can max out at $104 million Ooh, be. If, the, if Diggs hits all his bonuses. His 17 picks are tied with J.C. Jackson for the most since entering the league in 2020. He had 11 in his rookie year. Yo, uh, and that's ridiculous. tied for fourth most over the last 30 years. Only Ed Reed, Richard Sherman, and Marcus Peters 
have had more. Man, that is going to lead to a lot of big plays with young corners trying to do what he did and just jump yep. every yeah. Yep. Offensive coordinator's like, yeah, reward <laughs> that behavior by all means. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's put up or shut up time for a former third overall pick in, uh, by the Niners, Trey Lance, as last year's hero, Brock Purdy, is ready to rock because he's been cleared and ready to go after elbow surgery. Uh, which he had pretty late as he dealt with some extra swelling from that torn UCL, suffered it in the NFC Championship game, lost to Philadelphia. So, uh, Niners, what's it going to be? Darnold, Lance, or Purdy? Oh, man. Um, probably not Darnold. Though Kyle Shanahan believes that he thinks Sam Darnold has the skills to be really good and if he can just get under his system and like, we don't know if sam darnold could be he anybody. was actually fine in what carolina was where he went after He's, new york he was fine he, it's funny darnold starts well he starts like the first five weeks of the year he's all right and then just completely fades off because his body takes up pounding yeah yeah well the jets did absolutely nothing to protect Dude. him like he is like 25 going on 35 it mm-hmm. feels like for him i always feel so Poorly for a team with a bad offensive line. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you can't do anything. You can't do anything. You no. can't do anything. And that's where it's the... so hard to win games if you yeah. can't block. Yeah, like like the Niners have a good offensive line there, so we'll see. Hopefully, and th- and the athletes that you see playing on defensive lines nowadays, oh. like, are you joking? They're... We're just talking about Diggs. How about Micah Parsons? I don't exactly. Gross. I don't yeah. know who was said on Twitter yesterday, but somebody said, at the point, if you're like a high end running back in like high school and whatnot, at what point do you just say, hey? I'm going to bulk up and become a defensive end. Yeah. And just be, I'm done with this running back thing. I'm just going to bulk up and go make my hundreds of millions rushing the quarterback. Because that might be the second most important position on the field. Oh, for sure. One of the things that has really, uh, I think, altered things in the last little bit is all of a sudden defensive tackles are athletes now. Yes. It, it's not just he, like... There's here's no a, Vince Wilforks out right, there. Right, yeah. These guys 900 pounds. No dancing bears, as Mike Mayock always called them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this dude is here to too? eat double teams and create single blocks for everybody else. You don't yeah. see that anymore. No, it, it's... Aaron Donald is yeah. bench pressing a Volvo while he's getting ready for the season. <laughs> like, but I, that's I, I feel like that has been a, a real shift in the past rushes. Oh yeah, we're gonna get athletes who play here now, mm-hmm. and it's going to be terrifying. I want things to go well for Trey Lance. He has started 21 games between college and the NFL since 2018. That's five years ago. That's yeah. not very much. No, it's just like at some point. Injuries have been brutal. Injuries have mm-hmm. been really bad. Yeah, COVID in there in the middle as yeah. well that messed up a season for him at North Dakota State. Yeah, and like 2020, he was just like one game and just like deuces. I'm out of here, man. Yeah. I'm, uh, that's it. I'm good. He's going to be one of those guys, or he has the danger of being one of those guys in 15 years when it's just a bunch of dudes sitting around like a hover table drinking some sort of beverage and going, you guys remember Trey Lance? Yeah. What he could have been? Mm-hmm. I don't know why we're from the South now, but that's <laughs> the way we're going to talk. Uh, we'll get some local notes here. I know we're into the seven. Uh, Calgary Wranglers made a re-signing a note yesterday. They get Captain Brett Sutter on a one-year deal uh, to return at 29 points in 70 games last year. Also played in his AHL game 1,000 last season, becoming only the eighth player in league history to reach the millennium of games played in the league. Uh, Okotoks Dogs, uh, what happened? Uh, what happened there? They won. Yeah. They won. That's the big doggies. Nine eight had to erase some goals leads, but came out on top to get back into first place in the West Division. Uh, PK, what's your eyes on that one last night? It was an incredible game, uh, back and forth the entire way. Some umpiring issues along the way, but uh, the, the dogs kept battling. Uh, it felt like the goals were going to pull away for good throughout the entire game, but then uh, Caleb Lombard seals it with a RBI hit in the end. Are those? Is there some animosity between those two clubs? Uh, there actually was. After the game, um, as the dogs ran out to celebrate, uh, James Brock, the pitcher for Sylvan Lake, did not appreciate the proximity <laughs> of the celebration oh. to his pitcher's mound, and he had a few things to say. Um, so there was almost a, a bit of a scuffle at the, uh, the end of this one. So those really? two teams playing a game tonight. Yeah, they'll oh. do it again tonight. Sylvan Lake. Up in Sylvan Lake, 705 mm. first pitch. And I would say Smart Money would say those two teams are playing again in a couple of weeks in the West Final. Okay. Uh, local Local basketball. Uh, Calgary Surge playing their final home. Also, uh, just beat it, Gulls. Yeah, get out yeah. of here. Uh, first home game, final home game of the regular season against the uh, their Alberta rival, the Edmonton Stingers. Edmonton in an absolute dogfight to make the playoffs here as they try to fend off the Rattlers for third. 
That's an 8 p.m. start out at Winsport. You got to get in third because Vancouver Bandits are going to just jump into the playoffs exactly. despite <laughs> being awful. Exactly. Uh, also, big re-signing from the NBA yesterday. One of the best young players in the game uh, as well as the Boston Celtics and Jalen Brown agreed to a Supermax worth $304 million over Reach. five years. Yeah, it's a little much. It's uh, a lot much. Uh, that'll keep the two-time All-Star under contract through the 28-29 season. Is that Mbappe overreach? Like, oh, no, is Mbappe that- is... No, Nobody's good, worth that money, but, but but yeah, no, that's a little, that's a much. That's that's gonna hurt them, I think. Like, what is Mbappe probably realistically worth? Well, what's uh, I could search his transfer he's worth value. One point one billion dollars, apparently. Hey, he's worth what someone will pay him to the <laughs> free market, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, Jalen Brown Look, getting paid uh, by the Boston Celtics. I uh, would just have a concern paying oh, a guy three hundred million dollars when the scouting report is, oh yeah, just let him dribble. Like yeah. that, that worries me. Where it's like, yeah, this guy has some trouble <laughs> dribbling the basketball. Like the main thing you need to do. Also, yeah, uh, right. uh, unless you're like a 7 2 center, I don't really want yeah. to hear that. Yeah. Uh, Mbappe's worth 180 million euros on transfer market. Okay, so he got like nine times what he's probably actually <laughs> worth. Yeah. Uh, day seven and eight action at FIFA uh, Women's World Cup in Australia and New Zealand. Canada in action right now. They've reached the half against Ireland in Group B action. What a start from the Irish. Uh, an Olympico scored by Katie McCabe in the fourth minute. A goal scored from the corner flag. That is a very rare feat in this game. Uh, and it's just, they like I said, reached before halftime. Uh, they got a goal. They didn't score it. The Irish did. It's an own goal by Megan Connolly and Canada. Uh, 1-1. Still looking for their first actual scored goal. But uh, they're back in this one. 1-1. One, one. Uh, late last night, uh, Group C got underway with Japan taking on Costa Rica. Las Ticas uh, surrendered 46 shots in their first match against Spain. Uh, well, they surrendered 24 against Japan, and they fall 2-0. Overnight, uh, while we were snoozing, tournament dark horses, Spain were taking on Zambia, and they took them out 5-0. Spain and Japan both on to the knockout stages. They will meet to decide who wins the group in the next match day. Uh, later on tonight... Uh, it's a good one. Rematch of the 2019 final. The Americans taking on the Netherlands. That one will go at 7 o'clock out in Wellington. Home of Peter Jackson and Russell Crowe. Do you have a name? My name is Gladiator. Very I cool. actually recently watched Gladiator. That is a good time. Because I was in the a... Coliseum. Oh, I get you. Well, you just work that into everything. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean that. Yeah, that's the really only sweet. reason that I needed to. Like, I, yeah. Oh, you go see I where you're going. It, and I was yeah. like. I don't think I've ever seen this. That is a good time. <laughs> I've I've not seen it. Two Oscars. Yeah, long movie. Good and things. then I listened to a Russell Crowe podcast recently nice. because he owns the what are they called? South Sydney Rabbit Rabbitos. They play rugby. Oh, I had no idea. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, League's Cup action. Game two for Inter Miami against MLS side Atlanta United. Game two for Lionel Messi in pink and black stripes. And it didn't take long for him to get involved in the proceedings. Everything's about opening the game going forward. Great ball from I think he's onside. Messi with Gazan off his line. Messi off the post. Puts the follow in. Of course he did. Eight minutes in. Lionel Messi gets his second for Miami. One nil. Yeah, it looked almost like the Atlanta United back end was just astonished that they were playing on the same field as this guy because they just watched him. Uh, Sergio Busquets over the top to Messi. Uh, one of the worst teams in MLS, off and running with the goat in their lineup, and you what? thought, and you thought he was done. Think again. Messi driving forward, <laughs> over to Robert Taylor. Taylor cutting it back. Martinez left it for Messi. Oh my word! He has done it again. Lionel Messi, three goals in less than an hour of play for Inter Miami. Two 0 tonight over Atlanta. Yeah, great give and go with Robert Taylor, who'd uh, also get a brace of his own in the second half as Inter Miami roll Atlanta United 4 0. Miami's next League's Cup game will be a knockout. Will be in the knockout stage as they move on to take on the group winners of either uh, Orlando City, Houston Dynamo, or Liga MX side Santos Laguna. But hell, messy. Like, is this just what we should expect moving forward? He's just going to tear this league to shreds. Like, I don't know what a realistic expectation is. Like this is League's Cup, and it's it's it, it means something this year. It's uh, it's just the best of the U.S., the best of MLS, best of uh, Mexico. So this is a big deal, and so MLS sides are trying here. But Doesn't Messi, look like it, but it, it is just yeah, he is making an absolute joke of this. Messi is just he's it's amazing how what he has done to this game, and I'm really interested to see what he can do once he gets into actual MLS, once he gets into league play and everything. But woof, man. 
how like just unstoppable would you feel to just like you're just doing whatever you want out on the field like i would be walking around like and, and like he's messy so he probably like feels this way all the time but like i'd feel unstoppable in just yeah. everything he'd be like randy marsh with the wheelbarrow yeah exactly, yeah, <laughs> exactly. buffalo yeah. <laughs> and that'll do it for your morning reports yeah where to your mother if you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match, then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. They bring you the uh, Rose Report every single morning. Uh, we'll take a break around the corner. More sports talk. Dave Dickinson also joins the program at 730. Sports on 960 The Fan.